0: Hey everybody, this is the Jeep and Bubba podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you're here today. Hey, we've got some people listening now and I'm pretty excited about my third podcast. Uh, If you listen to the first or second one, you'll know that I've got a a couple ways to save money on Jeep parts coming. Part two will be coming up. Uh, go ahead and expect that towards the end of this week or maybe this weekend. But I was just thinking about it today. I did a uh, a video on my YouTube channel, which is the Jeep and Bubba channel on YouTube, on how to plug a tire. And I thought, you know, there's going to be some people that are like, hey, I already know how to plug a tire. But there's going to be some first-time people or new people to Jeeping or just automotive in general that are going to see it. That's going to be helpful for them. So I thought about today, what, about, what would... We, this this particular podcast would be for somebody who is it's their first time going off-roading or they're new to go off-roading or new to going to an off-road park. Hey, if you're not new, maybe you can just sit and listen along and nod your head and say, yeah, he's right. That's funny that he said that. All right, bear with me. Quick advertisement. Okay, we're back. Thanks for listening to that. That's how you support me and I appreciate it. I really do. Alrighty, so if if you've never been off-roading before, if you have been a couple times or you're thinking about going to a park and you think, or your first time going on an off-road trip and you're thinking, what should I bring? Like, what should a first-time person or, um, maybe you've actually been a couple times but you've been by yourself or with your friends and now you're gonna go and your friends aren't there. What should you bring along with you? Okay. Number one thing that you should bring is a way to change your spare tire. If you don't have a spare tire, do us all a favor and have a plan in place. You know, bring one on a truck. uh, Have a friend lined up that can bring you one. Bring a plug kit. Bring um, an air compressor. But the number one thing that besides broken axles and um, uh, gear faults like having... um, spider gears break or having a ring pinion break that i see on the trail is people getting flats or uh, uh, actually knocking their tire off the bead and then damaging the tire and then they don't have a spare hey i wheeled without a spare for a while but i also wheeled buddies that had the same exact size spare as me and i actually had the tools to change it with a high lift jack and um, always had tools in the back of my jeep which brings me to number two bring some tools even if you have a brand new jeep uh just bring like a hammer and pry bar maybe a couple screwdrivers a pair of pliers um uh, you never know what you may run into and rip off a fender or a skid plate i was on trail once and damaged the steering stabilizer and it wouldn't actually let me turn um i believe to the left i think that's what maybe it was to the right and i just had to remove it so i can get off the trail okay so you it was a fairly brand new jeep it wasn't like a failure because the jeep was old it's because i hit a rock so thankfully, I had a socket set it's a good idea to have a socket set um Know what sockets and wrenches you need for your specific setup, like if you have a long arm kit, a short arm kit, and they always require twenty ones or nineteens not all socket sets will have that, so I'll have a wrench and you know tools you don't want to go crazy. You can just get a small tool roll bag or I just carry like a husky tools bag full of uh common stuff that I run into, along with like w d forty Uh, Sometimes common fluids that, um, you know, people get crazy and they bring all kinds of stuff. I'm just telling you, that would just be a basic thing that I want to bring. Okay. I would say besides a spare tire, the, the thing you really, really, really need to bring is a recovery strap. Okay. If the budget allows, go and buy some sort of strap that... Is kinetic okay, and basically, what that is is instead of a flat toe strap like you'd buy at uh Pet Boys or AutoZone or whatever that has the hooks on it, or even ones that just has the loops on the end, this is going to be a strap that actually stretches out like a bungee cord, it collects and gathers kinetic energy, and then it pulls you with more power than actually the person pulling you put in. And then, on top of that, or versus if you had a flat strap, and then it's safer because it actually takes the energy and then disperses it versus all the energy going to the middle of the strap and it exploding and hurting somebody. So, uh, Bubba Rope, uh, Master Pool, the Cobra Rope, uh, Voodoo Rope, all these are great options. Just go check them out. Now... It's always great to have a tree saver, which is just a flat strap that you'll use if you have a winch to throw around the tree, then hook it to your winch line so you're not damaging trees. I also like bringing out a big flat uh, strap as well as like a winch extension, uh, but not necessarily to recover anybody. Or I can use it in conjunction with a kinetic rope. Um, But those are the three things I always bring with me as far as recovery straps. if I was going to give you an idea of lengths, I like my tree saver to at least be 10 foot long. I like it to at least be 2 inches wide, 3 if you can, uh, if it's feasible. Um, as far as the recovery kinetic rope, I like 30 foot and 30 foot on the flat strap. But you can get away with 20 feet. Um, don't go cheap. Don't go cheap. Don't go cheap. It's worth going and getting something expensive. Um, D rings, you're gonna need D rings to go along with that, and you're gonna need recovery points on your Jeep. Now, you could definitely use your hitch, and you can definitely use factory um, recovery points, just don't always expect them to be the best places. Um, Seen people using hitches, and that's the middle point of the vehicle, which seems great, but that's actually gonna be where you're gonna have possible bends and tacoing is what we call it um, because of where it's at. So, you have an aftermarket bumper. It's really sturdy on the ends where they normally put D-rings. So my suggestion is, uh, maybe if you can't afford a bumper that uh, has recovery points, or if you have a bumper that's recovery points, use those. If you can't afford it, you know it's fine to use um, whatever you have to do to get out. You know if you're stuck or your friend's stuck, but uh, just be careful. And uh, D-rings are very helpful. Um, A lot of people use soft shackles. It's not required, but it is way safer. And then if you do have a winch, you know, like a Factory 55 is way safer um, versus a hook. But uh, it's not required. And as long as you know that there are some um, inherent risk when recovering someone and winching. um, You know, a lot of people bring like a weighted um, bag for their winch line which depending if you have synthetic or cable is really more or less necessary but if you have a hoodie or something like that or you know a floor mat you can always throw that on some synthetic and be okay. Um so basically as far as recovery goes it's nice to have some kind of tie down point. Have a plan on where you're going to tie down and then have the you know the right straps to get you out. Um now, I'm not covering basically what's on your Jeep. I'm just going to cover kind of things that you would bring in the back of your vehicle. Um, and this goes for any off-road vehicle. Um, the other thing that you I see a lot at um, off-road parks is people will bring CB radios. And every time I've ever gone off-roading with a group of guys that they say our main source of communication is going to be through CB radios, we have a terrible day of communication. And the reason being is if you have a CB radio, you need to have a good power source. And then you need to tune it. Well, most people have bad power sources, which causes static. They charge their phone in line with running their CB radio through their cigarette lighter. And then they don't tune it. And they don't have an a antenna that even reaches over their Jeep or other Jeeps and it causes a lot of static and it only works if they're really close to one another. Now you might have a guy in the group that does have a tune, but he's the only one that's hearing everyone's conversation all day while everyone else is going what, repeat that, huh, and then you get out. My suggestion is go to a race radio, you can get something as cheap as a Bofong, I hope I pronounced that correct, but you can find them on Amazon. And then uh, Rugged Radios is a really nice premium brand. Uh I recently invested well about a year ago in two race radios, and uh they're awesome. they have a good range they're very clear they're just clear as me talking to you right now, maybe even better and uh I always just uh carry them in my jeep i um always have a uh uh the extra in case the group I'm with no one has a race radio but most people are switching to them right now and it's really really the better way to go and um, I just give one to the person in the front one person in the back and then we can communicate fairly well doing that but um, I would think about communication before you go and know if you're going to a park that they may have communication rules and regulations and they may also have rules and regulations on having a flag so most off-road parks want you to have a flag either in the front or the back but just go on their website and check it out. Some national parks are like that, like Silver Lake Sand Dunes in Michigan. Um, and they have certain height requirements and certain location requirements. So it's something to know before you get there and then you can't find a flag locally. Um, you know, besides all those obvious things I named, something I always bring when I go off-roading on any trail is a snack and extra water. And whether the water is going to be for me to drink or in case there's an overheating issue, or in case I need to clean off my windshield or windows, or clean off a uh, U joint that I'm trying to fix on the side of the trail. You know, having spare parts is a fantastic thing, but having water when you're thirsty or need to clean mud off your windshield is huge. I mean, think when you're first getting started, you may not have any spare parts and you're not even sure what to bring. Bringing some U joints is a great idea. Um, if you know how to change them if not I mean having the recovery straps get you off the trail then you can start making some friends get on Google figure it out from there get a toad so definitely not that's something you have to have but you know having food and water is good I've actually been stuck on the trail for like four hours before someone came out um, and uh, I had food and I had water I had a plan and um so I knew I didn't have to panic or worry. And I usually will keep you know, a first aid kit in my Jeep. I usually will keep some way to start a fire. Um, if you're at an off-road park, someone's gonna come out and check on you because you've signed in. But if you're on an off-road trail and you're by yourself, maybe overlanding and you have an incident, you know, have a plan in place with a friend and um, then have a plan in place as far as um, if you have to be there for a day or two. It's just like hiking. If somebody goes hiking for like half a day, they bring a day's worth of food. If you go hiking for two days, you bring like a week's worth. It's just a safety thing. Um, you know, not everybody does it, but I'm just telling you, I think it's a great idea. Um You know, something I always bring to you is like shop towels. They work well for starting fires, cleaning off your hands, cleaning off your Jeep, cleaning off your windshield, but not something you necessarily have to have. You know, if I was gonna say all things you had to have have a way to change a spare tire or at least fix a flap. Have good recovery gear. And then have a plan for communication if you go in multiple people. Cell phones work. Just try to do it hands free if you can. Um, I see a lot of people bringing shovels and um, traction mats of sorts like max tracks. Um, spending a lot of money on CB equipment not all that stuff is necessary, you'll find out what you need as you go off-roading. Always go to the park that you're going to's website before you go and see what their um, requirements are before you get there because if you get there and you don't have it, you might have to buy it from them and that could get expensive or you might not even be able to find it at all and that could you know, ruin your day. Um, also a requirement, make sure that your state doesn't require an OHV tag. Now it's not required in my state, that I live in now Georgia, but when I lived in Michigan it was required. So um, you don't want to get a hefty ticket just for going and riding um, on a road. So um, those are kind of my basic things that I think that you should have. I know when I first went off-roading, I packed the entire back of my vehicle, cooler, I actually went online and uh, googled, uh, I found an off-road club and they had all these things, you can't go off-roading with this unless you have this stuff don't really worry about it because if you're going off-roading with some good guys that are experienced or you're at a park there's gonna be some experienced guys you know what they will help you we have a great community in the Jeep community to help you to help you find spares and then you're gonna learn what you really need to bring I'll leave you with this quick story I was off-roading I just moved back to Georgia and I was helping winch some guys up a hill it was a rainy day and this guy accidentally rolled back down the hill and hit a tree he knocked his tire off the beat and once I finally got him towed to the top of the road, the hill, now mind you, I'd use a hundred foot of my own, hundred foot of winch line, and a hundred foot of recovery rope that I brought all with my D-rings. I get him to the top, and he had a spare, but he didn't have any wrenches or sockets, and he didn't have even a factory jack. So after showing him how to use a high lift jack, he got it jacked up. We got the tire taken off. We get the new one on. He got the broken one mounted back to his Jeep, took the high lift down. He handed me all my muddy tools and said, thanks, my dad was going to kill me. And I threw all the muddy stuff back in my Jeep and drove off thinking, I don't know what he would have done if I wasn't here. He would have been stuck at the bottom of that hill the rest of the day. Maybe he had to get a toad spend a lot of money. Now, I'm not saying this story to toot my own horn. I was actually kind of a little perturbed by him you know he was young and it might have been his first time and I was glad to help but common courtesy obviously would have been to clean the tools up Um, but I don't care you know what I mean that's not the the point of the story he didn't have a plan if he got stuck he didn't have a plan if he had a failure he just thought I have a really nice Jeep I'm gonna take it out here and do whatever I want and nothing's gonna face me or touch hit me that's usually when you have problems when you have a plan in place everything will go smooth you'll have a great time off-roading and you know what guys that brings me to end this podcast and i hope you're planning your next big off-roading trip soon i hope it's a great time hey if you're going to buy any Jeep parts or off-road parts um anytime soon just you don't have to buy them from me but please just check out my website BlackBearOffRoad.com. uh you can check us on social at BlackBear or Jeep and Bubba on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Guys, I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you have an awesome off-road adventure in your future.